Welcome to the podcast of Revival Life Church, a spirit-filled multicultural church in Boca Raton, Florida. If you would like more information about Revival Life Church or Pastor Carl Thomas, you can find us on the web at revivallife.church. You feeling good? Hey, come on, come on, come on. It's getting a little cool out, which is nice. It was a little too cold recently, but that has been good recently. I, um, all right, we're running, uh, we're running right on time. Amen. Say I'm right on time. Remember that you're right on time. Don't let anybody else's timeline affect your life. Amen. Right. I want to warn you this morning, uh, Revival Kids is back there, but Mike Rentler's in there, (laughs) which, uh, of course means it might be a little louder we got our biggest kid at Revival Kids in Revival Kids today. I, um, I have a brief message this morning. I'm going to try to get you out of here on time. But <clears throat> the Lord has been speaking to me. Wow. Mm. Worship was so rich, wasn't it? Wasn't it so rich? I, uh, I, I'd, um, the presence of God is what makes our worship different than what the world has to offer. Uh, the, the world has you know, among the greatest vocalists, the greatest musical minds. And what, what's being put out today, even in pop music, I think is just amazing. I think it's all technically amazing. I believe it's vocally amazing. Uh, Engineering-wise, it's, it's amazing. What, what, what they're doing today, I, you know, I, I'm, it, it's just good. I, I, know, I know it's popular to hate on pop music, uh, which, which you'll notice as you get older, as I have, whatever music you grew up with is the good music. And whatever's being put out today is the junk music, right? Like that's, that's always what it is, you know. This is great. Uh, what I'm listening to, what you're listening to is awful. Um, but as you stay youthful, you can appreciate all things as God brings them to pass. And, uh, uh, and so, so there's a lot of great, great art and music uh, being put out today um, that's not pornographic. Um, but um, it doesn't carry the presence, though. You know, worship was, is, is for carrying the presence. As much as I enjoy, uh, there's an anointing in us singing with one another. There's an anointing in us getting together, joining our voices in lifting up to God. There's, just, there's an anointing in being together. However, however, when there is music that is created to bring glory to God, and God inhabits the room as people are lifting their heart to Him, not just saying words, because often the words themselves can be anointed. But when, when people come together with a heart toward God, and then God comes and partners with us in our worship, there's this, uh, we, we, what happens is we're invited into the triune God. We're invited into the Trinity in its love of one another. Uh, and we get to be in the midst of that in with the worship of God. And we get to be caught up into another realm, another plane of existence, so to speak. And, and that's why worship is so important. And that's why it's important that we just wait on God in worship. It's important. Uh, I have nothing wrong with putting together a worship set and, and uh, uh, partnering with God in the planning because, you know, um, Pentecostals, a, a spirit-filled folk, uh, have a habit of saying, you know, if somebody didn't come up with it in the last hour, it's not fresh. You know, we need a new song every week because clearly, you know, yesterday, last week, la- you know, last year wasn't as anointed as anything I'm going to make up right now, Right. Um, so we have that habit of throwing away things uh, and not really judging new things. Um, that's kind of a weakness of us, uh, our, our tradition, so to speak. Um, but there's something about just waiting, allowing God to speak, 
focusing on words, songs that people um, tarried for. Uh, I enjoyed uh, the prophetic song that, that Lillian brought forth. It was, it, was, it was rich, and it wasn't more rich than the songs that they wrote in worship that they practiced. Um, we need both. We need skilled musicians, and we need people who are led by the Spirit. We need, we need both. We need people who hear the now word of God, and we know people who know the written word of God and know that they don't contradict one another. We need people who are being led by God right now. We need people who have a history of walking with God. We, we need both, amen? And every now and then, something new and shiny comes about, and we think, oh, this, this must be it. Everything we did before is garbage. Now, this, and it turns out many of these flashy things get dull pretty quickly. But things that endure, I was, um, I've been talking to God as, you know, I do, uh, being a Christian. And um, I, I've, been, I've been somewhat troubled about this, this season. I'm more troubled about this season than I was the last season, believe it or not. <clears throat> um, many people were holding on to their faith to make it through the crises of 2020. Many people were holding on to their community to make it through trying times. A lot of people were just just trying to run to God, to try to make it through. But now that they have, now what brought them through, they somehow think they don't need once they got through. And now people are just going ahead and doing whatever it is they feel like doing in this season as if something new is going to bring them more joy than what carried them through the last season. You hear what I'm saying? You hear what I'm saying? And so I've been, I've been troubled. It's important that we reach out to our friends, our life group members. It's important that uh, those people who are starting to get on the fringe of their faith because they're just, let me be honest, there's many people who are just tired. They're just tired and want to break. I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't believe that the enemy has sown some sort of desire for sin. Uh, I don't believe that people have gotten lazy on their faith. I don't believe that people have made God less important in their lives. I do believe that people are spiritually tired. And uh, I believe that people are worn down. Uh, and it's important to remember that retreating from God is not the way to get refreshed. Retreating from worship is not how you get rejuvenated and renewed. Backing away from the community of God is not how you refocus. It's how you get more cloudy. You hear, you hear what I'm saying? We, we talked last week about dreaming again. We talked about the trials that David had made it through. And through his trials, David meditated on those hard times and he came to some conclusions. It's super, super important that when we meditate upon our testimony, that we meditate on why we needed a testimony. We, we start convincing ourselves that somehow we've arrived and we don't need what carried us through the hard season. David, time and again, in the Psalms, wrote about the hard times he was going through. David knew. I don't know if it was just by the Spirit, if he was just inspired to write these things, or he had some sort of uh, intelligent understanding that a testimony, <clears throat> let me say it this way, uh, overcoming isn't that big a deal if you didn't have to overcome anything. Right. right? Nobody's impressed by the millionaire who started out with only a couple million dollars and made it into a bunch of million dollars. Right? That's, that's not as impressive as someone who started from nothing and became something. Amen. Right? And so we sometimes think that we started rich and now we're rich and our testimony is now who we are when truly who we are is the entirety of our 
testimony. It's not only where we are now, but where we came from. See, that's still part of me. Where I came from is still part of me. And I have to still identify with who I was or I won't need the God who brought me here. Right? Because who I was is still waiting for me. Who I was, unfortunately, is still in my um, psychological history. It's still in my memory. It's still in what formed me. And if I'm not careful, I'll think that I have escaped my own nature. And I will return to where I came from. It won't happen overnight. But it will happen. You will turn, your, your true colors will be exposed if we don't continually be washed, excuse me, washed in, in, in worship, washed in the blood, washed in fellowship, washed in people, just challenging what we're saying. <clears throat> One of the great benefits that I have of having children who are no longer children is they don't feel the need to agree with me. Now, if you, you have little ones, understand what I'm saying, uh, but my big ones can logically disagree with me, not just no. Or I don't want to. They actually have arguments against what I say using my words. Which is super frustrating. <clears throat> but there's something about walking with people long enough that they're like, bro, you know there's a pattern in your life. I'm sorry. I'm, 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 my mind goes places and I want to just let my mouth spit it out and then my spirit is like, Carl, you know you don't need to go there. That's, you just keep that one hidden away. And I'm like, okay, Jesus. But we all have those friends who are like, oh, this, this time it's different. And you're like, well, if it's different every time, then it's never actually different, right? It's just the same thing that you've been doing every time. This is no different. I mean, it's different for my life, uh, but it's not different for your life because this happens every single time. It's not different. Yeah. And we need some people to kind of illuminate us that way. You know, it's kind of a stereotype on TV, the guy uh, who has a get-rich-quick scheme, and the family is like, again, you're like, no, 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 this one's different. And they're like, yeah, no, it's, it's really not. And when we walk with people long enough, they get to remind us, no, 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 you actually have a testimony of coming out of that thinking. <clears throat> so David, David learned this pattern of dealing with his interior uh, we'll call them his interior demons is what they say in popular psychology, but we'll just say his internal struggles. For those of you, for those of us who have tried to really capture mental health, um, you know what it's like to have depression in seasons. I, there's generational depression in my family. There's generational anxiety in my family. And for a good period of time, God, it felt like had completely delivered me of all of that. And then one day, uh, you start feeling it again, and you're like, what happened? What happened? I was free of this. I was free of these thought patterns. I was free of this anxiety. I was free of this depression, and now I feel like I need to rebuke it because it is coming back. Does anybody know what I'm talking about? Yeah. I want to talk about that very quickly this morning in my few remaining moments. I don't want to talk about mental health per se, but I want to use mental health as a, as a model of how we Stay in the promise of God. We talked last week about how thankfulness awakens the Spirit of God in us. Yes. Remember, thankfulness awakens the Spirit of God in us. See, when we become entitled, we think we deserve everything we got from God. 
We think that the power of the Spirit that we have on the inside of us is somehow our right. We start confusing our personality for God's power. We start thinking that we are the anointed prophet or we are the anointed revivalist as opposed to I have learned to partner with God in his power, right? And so thankfulness says, I am standing at a place where I recognize I actually needed that gift. And I'm thankful without it, I would be somewhere I am not. And so for those of us who've been uh, active in Instagram, in, uh, in social media, in, in posting the things you're thankful for, and I hope for those who have not been on social media, you've been doing it in your journal or just a note of paper. However, you know, you don't have to do it publicly, of course. Um, uh, but I have enjoyed it. Uh, for me, uh, you know, the first day or two or three, you sit down, you're like, well, I'm thankful for my wife, and I'm thankful for my church, and I'm thankful for, you know, my house and uh, my kids. And then day two, you're like, well, I'm thankful for my mom. And, you know, you start going through the easy ones. And then you actually got to start thinking. And when you got to start thinking about it, that's a, okay, wait a minute. I have not really reflected on God in my life in a minute. I'm so f- focused on what's not going well. I'm not focused on how God has brought me to where I am. Yeah. And it's really important to go look back on the road we've come down and said, man, I, I really got here. I really got here. Like, I don't take it for granted that I own a house. Now, I can't wait till I own it and the bank doesn't, right? Like, I, I'm looking forward to the day that it's just Carl owns it, not Carl and Chase Bank, right? Like, I'm looking forward to that day in the name of Jesus. I believe it's coming. Hallelujah. If anybody finds a check for about $175,000, i am telling you, it's an answer to a prophetic prayer that the Lord wants to come through. But uh, I just sit, you know, I just sit in my backyard, not that my backyard is anything better than anybody else's backyard, but I'm like, I own land. I'm, I'm the guy who, like, I didn't, I didn't think I'd ever have a real job, right? Like, I was just happy I didn't own a cell, you know? And now I'm, I'm owning a house. And I'm, I just, I'm just like, God, how, how, yeah, amen. How, how, how did we do that? How, how did this happen? I got two kids in, in, in I got a, I got a, I'm about to have two kids in college. I'm like, I didn't think I would go to college. And, and I'm trying to get my kids through college debt-free. Like, I'm, how did this, this could only be God. I, I have a wife who's more educated than me, uh, which brings me a little bitterness. Um, but I'm, I'm working on that. Um, a little jealousy, a little covetousness. Um, but I'm working on that. Um, I am working on that. And um, <clears throat> I told you, I'm a fragile man. I, I tell you all the time, I'm fragile and I'm prideful, right? And, and, and um but I just look back, I'm like, how did, I, how did this happen? When the Lord uses me, I'm, I'm shocked. That's part of being thankful. I don't just strut around like, of course, I'm the mond of God. And of course that happened. No, I'm like, did he really just use me, Carl's sinful self? And so I've been talking to him, and I was like, Lord, this is a hard season a lot of people are going through. It's a rough, rough, rough season, and I don't know what to do. I don't know how to fix this. And I don't want to use promotional tools to market God to tell people that somehow adding God to your life makes you a little better, right? Like we're here to make worshipers, right? We're here to teach people how to worship the living God, not to market Jesus as a commodity, right? And, and, so, and so I'm thinking like, what, what, what do we have to do? Like what, what's the big plan? And I'm on my face before God and he speaks to me so clearly to me. I'm like, okay, hey, what, 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 what? And he's like, stay faithful. Come on. That was his word, stay faithful. Yeah. 
I'm like, okay, amen. I mean, it just rocked my heart. It wasn't like um, he didn't give me some strategy for, for greatness. He's like, you know, I'm the great one. Just, just stay faithful to me, and I work all these things out. And so <clears throat> David teaches us that thankfulness awakens the Spirit of God. And, and I tell you what, friends, we need the Spirit of God in our country. We need the Spirit of God in our church. We need the Spirit of God to be working desperately. I, um, <clears throat> popular religion has gotten us into a pretty ugly hole. I was watching an uh, interview yesterday of the people who somehow were deluded into thinking that it's the right thing to overthrow, a, to murder a police officer and overthrow a building to stop government. And I'm watching an interview with a guy who uh, they interviewed with him that night, and he talked about crazy stuff. And uh, he said they, he managed to make it onto the Senate floor, and he said, and they stopped, and the guy said, we should now pray. And they stopped and they prayed on the Senate floor in the middle of a violent insurrection. And they said, and we just dedicate all that we're doing today to you. I'm like, that's a false God. That's a false God. That's popular religion. That I will take violence into my hands to murder a fellow human being to bring about God's loving plan. That is deception. And that is the religion that we are coming against today with the Spirit of God. See, that is the dead religion that the Spirit of Christ has been poured out upon His true sons and daughters to overcome in this hour. We don't have to look back to the 1700s to see dead religion. We see it all around us today. The Spirit of God is not moving in that. That, my friends, is a man-made doctrine. It's important that we remember where the churches come from. And it's easy for us to say, well, I'm not, I'm not in dead religion like those Catholics. I'm not in dead religion like those Lutherans or that Presbyterian church I come from. Man, there is dead religion in the charismatic church today. Absolutely dead. And it's bringing death. But as we meditate on who God is, that God is our deliverer. That we don't need to take things into our own hands in our own lives. We don't need to violently overthrow anything or turn to any plot of man. We could just stay faithful to God and who he is. It looked like God, to some people, got powerless last year. That God, God came to the end of his abilities. But I, I promise you, friend, that's not what happened. I promise you that's not what happened. Okay, I'm almost done here. I'm... Uh, <clears throat> God's doing something very special right now. <clears throat> if you're wealthy and everything's perfect, it doesn't take a dream to overcome. It's only a dream if you can't do it in your own power. And if you position yourself in a way that only God can deliver you, that is how we encounter God's spirit in our lives. Holy Spirit, that move in our house right now, he's is is on the move here in our dreams and our plans and our hopes. And I, I tell you, I just feel the, the Spirit of God is leading us as a people into a new season of justice, a new season of righteousness, a new season of holiness that we are going to come against. I, I tell you what, the powerful never give up their power without a fight. And dead religion does not want to give up its power. Dead religion is woven into every aspect of our society. They act more righteous 
Or they talk more righteous than they actually are. But the Spirit of God is sweeping through America. The Spirit of God will bring revival that will birth justice, birth liberty. I am, man, I'm, I'm feeling good. I don't, I don't know. Let me, let me run through the rest of my message really quickly because I've talked a little too long. What, what I want you to know, let's, let's look at Romans chapter 12 very quickly. While you're turning to Romans chapter 12 in whatever device you're using, I'm going to give a pitch for my men's group. If you are a man, and ladies, you can remind your husband uh, that he is, or your boyfriend, whoever. Uh, I have a men's group. We're going to meet every other Sunday at 7.30, I'm told. Uh, we're going to meet on Zoom. Listen, if you're in another group, fellas, you need a man, you need men to hang out with. Like, you don't, you don't want to hear about this is us, right? You don't want to talk about that in your group, right? You want to join us and talk about some men's stuff. I burn for you. Like this is, we're just going to, we're, we're going we're gonna to talk some men's stuff every other week. And if you can make it, come join us. Uh, but there's a link. People in the chat will put the link up to join a life group. Look for Carl's group. Fellas in here, sign up. And if you can make it, we'll add you. Uh, the best part about my life group, and I'm sure every group has this, we have a very large prayer room. Everybody who's been in my group, we have a large prayer group that we text each other both prayer requests and memes seem to be the two, and trucks every now and then, like big trucks that go through dirt. So those are some of the things that we do in my men's group, very important things. Let me tell you, if you have too many women in your group, you're going to be talking about stuff. That's a foreign language. You don't even know what they're talking about. Come on. We're speaking English over here. We're talking about cutting down trees, talking about welding things, big machines. Come on. The important things of the Spirit. Romans chapter 12. What's that, honey? Okay, my wife is telling me to get back on point. Talk about men too much. Here's what happens. Romans chapter 12, starting in verse 9. I hope you know I'm joking. It says, let love be without hypocrisy, starting in verse 9. Let me say that again. Let love be without hypocrisy. Let me say it one more time because that's a kind of a theme here. Let love be without hypocrisy. Hate what's evil. Hold on to what's good. Be devoted to one another in brotherly love, giving preference to one another in honor, not lagging behind in diligence, fervent in spirit, serving the Lord, rejoicing in hope, persevering in trials, devoted to prayer, Contributing to the needs of the saints, practicing hospitality. This is what the move of God that he is birthing in us is about right here. It is about people who can honestly be broken instead of hip hypocritically judging other people who are no worse than you. This is about being honest about who we are and where we've come from. This is loving people in a way that we could not do it on our own. We could not do it without the Spirit of God. See, when you become saved, when you become a Christian, and the Spirit of God is born in the inside of you, salvation becomes the transformation of the Spirit. Let me say it again. Salvation is the transformation of the Spirit. The Spirit of God comes and touches your spirit. And all of a sudden, you are not the same you were before. Can you say amen? amen. You are not the same as you were before. And, and, and hear me on this. 
Pentecost is God telling you that everything you need is taken care of. Your personal Pentecost, you, you, you now can be fully focused on the needs of other people around you because God takes care of your needs. You can let other people know that if they turn to God, they too can have power, peace, and love. But this requires us to live in the Spirit. You say, well, well Pastor, uh, you just said a minute ago who you are is still part of who you, who you were is still part of who you are. Absolutely. But that thing where you come from doesn't have power over you anymore. Can you say amen? amen? And here is where it is different after salvation, after the receiving of the Spirit of God. I grew up, in a, I grew up on 705 Southwest 10th Street in Delray Beach. Uh, I, 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 I drove by there a number of years ago. Uh, I was working and I was just driving through and I just stopped, right? I just stopped and said, let me, can I, do you, I grew up in this house. Do you mind if I just come in? And uh, they spoke fairly decent English. I speak no Creole, right? So it's a little complicated for me to communicate at times. I asked if I could come in. It looked funny, but I went in and uh, I walked into the living room and I began showing them things in the house I used to live in. I say, see that mark right there? See where there's, and I had moved out of this house, I don't know, 20 years at this point, uh, more actually. Uh, and um, I said, see that mark right there? It must have been 25 years at least. And they're like, yeah, yeah. I was like, that's where my mom threw a pot at me. And it, she, I'm talking like a potted plant. And it, she threw it and it put a hole in the wall right there. That's what that is right there. And they're just looking at me. I don't know if they understood it or not, or just like, who is this crazy person in my house, right? Or what kind of childhood did you have? But I began to look, and, and I remember playing in this house. I remember uh, setting up a fort in a closet. I, I remember, I remember, I remember my, my sister, we used to have this little phone, and you would like crank it, and it like a wire from my room to her room, and it would ring. And, and I remember thinking how long that was. And then I, when I went back to this house, it looked like the size of this stage, right? Like it was just tiny. The whole house looked tiny. I'm like, how do we live in this tiny, tiny house, right? I lived in a tiny house before tiny houses were popular, right? Like we just called it the hood, right? We just lived in a very small, tiny house, right? Uh, and so that house is still part of me, but I don't live there anymore, right? I could choose to go back and move in there, but that would not be a good day for Carl. And I need to remember that's not my house anymore. And when I want to act like I live in a small house or, or, or I, like that's not where I belong. Or when I sit in my backyard and I look around and I think, yep, this is where Carl lives. And he's like, well, this is not where Carl has always lived. Yeah. Right. Let me say this. Let me say this. Um, us spirit-filled folk, we love, we love to talk about the blood of Jesus. We love because the blood of Jesus is powerful. Amen. But we never want Jesus on the cross. We only want to bear a cross because he rose from the dead. But he was on the cross when he was bleeding. If we don't remember the Jesus on the cross, then we don't get the power of the Jesus off the cross. Amen. Is Jesus is not on the cross, but that's part of his story. That's what enabled him to be the king of kings and lord of lords, right? And that's why he's the God everlasting, because he was on the cross, but then he was resurrected again. Now, I don't want to put him back on the cross, but being on the cross is part of the God's story. Amen. Does this make sense? And so we have to embrace the parts that we don't necessarily want to embrace. We want to think that our God was actually beaten in murder. But that's part of his story. That was part of him laying down his life for us. And so as spirit-filled folk, we have the ability to pray through these issues. 
we have the ability to get in the presence of God and call forth that which is not yet into our present season. We have the ability to pray when we have this heaviness. We say, this is not God's plan for my life. We have the ability to get before God and, and, and commune with Him until we break through this oppression that's stopping the God plan for our life. So how does that relate to mental health? Let me tell you this. Some people, as I said last week, when you come to Jesus, all your problems magically disappear. And I've seen it, and it is amazing, and it's glorious. What I have noticed is more often is God holds them back for a while for you. And then one day, they kind of pop their head up again. And we try to pray them away, and God's like, you're not going to be able to pray it away. I just want you to know that you have power over it. God doesn't want our, our, our toxic family members to be you know, killed or sucked off the earth. He wants us to be able to have healthy relationships with them. Where we can set up some boundaries and say, I love you, but I don't receive the toxicity from this relationship. And I have found in my life that when my generational crazies come into my head, right? When the generational crazies come into my ears, I have a choice to make. Do I still live in that little house in Delray, or do I live in Boca in my beautiful house with my beautiful family? And when it comes to knock on the door, I say, yeah, um, you actually don't live here. You don't actually live here. I wish I could pray you away. I wish I could pray you out of my city, and one day, by God's grace, I will. But today, I know the power of prayer, and I know that I have power by the Spirit of God over these things that want to invade my mind and my heart. In my spirit. I, I can't just say that I was lied to. I can't just say that, that, you know, I believe these conspiracies and it's not my fault. I have to say, I have the choice. Romans 12 tells me, excuse me, Romans um, yeah, 12 tells me that I am supposed to cling to what's good and reject what's evil. And believing that I somehow am a victim of anxiety and depression is not God's best for my life. No condemnation for anybody who's dealing with it because we're all dealing with something. Better than others. Better than others. Some things better than others. But I want to get in your heart today. I want you to dream again about the day that that thing's going to knock on your door and you're going to let it know you don't live here anymore. I saw you drive by, but you're not going to stop in my driveway. I saw you come up to the door, but I'm not even opening the door. I'm not answering the phone. I'm not letting you in. I'm not fighting with you. I'm not having an argument with you. We're not going to debate about whether or not I should listen to you. I am simply saying, no thanks, not today. The Spirit of God within me says, no thanks, not today. I will choose to meditate on the testimony and allow God to dream again through me. Can you say amen? amen. Can you say amen? Stand with me if you would. Now, <clears throat> we all want to prophesy over our own lives. But I am convinced in this season, I'm convinced more than ever, that prophecy is a spirit-empowered truth-telling. It's a spirit-empowered truth-telling. I don't have time to get into this. I believe we got prophecy wrong a lot in America because we have our eschatology wrong. We read the book of Revelation wrong. Uh, real prophecy is saying, I'm looking back on my life and I'm looking at the God story in it. And I'm going to tell this thing through the God story. The truth about what has happened in my life? Are you hearing me? Yeah. And I've decided I'm not going to be quiet about my God story. I won't be quiet. 
Listen, revival starts with one person. Revival in you starts with one person, you. And what I want you to focus on this week is what can I do today to partner with my God's story? What can I do today? Stop worrying about what happened in 2020. Stop worrying about what's going to happen in 2021. Tomorrow I want you to wake up and say, what can I do Monday? What can I do to advance my God story today? It starts with recognizing how you got to Monday. But you want to end Monday knowing that you did something to move it forward. Let's pray. Father, we love you. Wow, 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 wow. Father, I thank you for your spirit that's being poured out in this room. Thank you for what, wow, what you're doing in here right now. Father, I pray, I pray, I pray, I pray that the people in, wow, in this house will embrace truth, will embrace even the hard parts of their truth, will embrace even the, the shadowy parts of their past. And they won't, they won't be embarrassed, they won't hide, but they will glorify God with those around them in telling the God story in their life. I, wow, 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 wow. I pray in the name of Jesus as these people focus on their testimony. It would free their mind and to stop worrying about what could happen and beginning to dream about what may happen through God. Huh. Father, I pray for a refreshing, wow, of every person under the sound of my voice. In Jesus' name, amen, amen, amen. Hey, thank you very much. Amen. That was so good. Man, you know, a Sunday that Lily leads worship, pastor brings the word, I'm going to leave happy. How about you? Amen. Thank you guys so much for joining us. Can we give it up for Jesus one more time? We love you guys. God bless you guys. And don't forget to sign up for a life group if you haven't already signed up for a life group. Uh, there, there's the sign-up sheets in the back. And as you uh, uh, go out, you know, let's remember to fellowship outside. We want to stay safe, okay? Amen. God bless you guys. Have an awesome week, and we'll see you next Sunday. Amen.